0: Week 12 is almost upon us, and we cannot wait to talk all things NFL. All three of us are in the studio tonight, which can only be a good thing and mean we're going to rip out something in the career best stylings. After, Smithy did a more than acceptable job in the host chair. He took to it like a hand in a glove, a duck to water our man, but he's happily sidled along the analysis uh, chair tonight. Smithy, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad, actually, mate. I'm glad to be back in the analyst chair. Uh, I did enjoy my rather quick stint in the host chair and and thought I handled myself with class, but no team's the same without its captain, and undoubtedly you're the captain of this podcast, so it's good to have you back.
0: I appreciate that, mate. And Tate is alongside of us, as per usual, the great man after uh, jetting off for a while. He's back in the building. How are you, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I thought Smithy was referring to himself as the captain there, and I, I was about to say, hang on a minute, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> that would have well, been questionable
1: behaviour. Yeah,
0: for the first <laughs> time in this podcast's history, uh, Teed actually jumped on before Smithy did, and, geez, didn't he take the impatience badly? It's not you know, great the, when he, you just
2: got to sit around and do nothing but wait for someone <laughs> else to jump on, but, um, you know, we got there in the
1: end, didn't we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's extraordinary behaviour, Smithy. What are we dealing with?
1: Yeah, now he knows how we've felt for the last 60 episodes of the show uh, <laughs> that he's been on. So maybe a little bit of empathy will will go a long way with our man.
0: I like it. Smithy, keep the momentum up, mate. What are you looking forward to this weekend?
1: I'm looking forward to the Thanksgiving slate. I feel like every year we get a few good games on Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, we got the... The Bills and the Lions in the earliest game, 4.30 Australian time, and I will be getting up to watch all of these games because I have Friday off work, so look out. Uh, So, yeah, Bills, Lions, obviously the Odell Beckham Junior Cup that we referenced (laughs) on the Week 11 review, that'll be a cracker, and then the Vikings and the Patriots to round it out. So I feel like we're going to see three pretty entertaining games of football tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think we will as well. T, does something stand out to you as a uh, something to look forward to?
2: Yeah, I think um, there's a game I'm looking at here. It's the Bengals and the Titans, which we'll touch on in a minute. It is um, in the scheme of the AFC, it is a big, uh, big game with playoff implications. So I'm, you know, if we're singling out one game, that's the one that I'm looking forward to.
0: I like it, and just because I uh, missed. Uh, Tuesday night so I can talk about the Finns. I'm just looking forward to seeing them again and as a Finns fan that scares me that we're coming out of a buy and I'm still feeling optimistic so I'm going to be interested to see what happens Uh, with my Finns. Let's go to the game previews and uh, no one on a buy so this might be maybe a touch longer than previous episodes but Smithy you had the uh, the Jets and the Bears which I'm looking forward to you diving into.
1: Yeah the Jets and the Bears and It could be a battle of two backup quarterbacks. So obviously, I went to town on Zach Wilson on Tuesday night, and how disappointed I was, how disappointed I was with uh, the way he conducted himself, not only on the field against the Patriots, but more importantly off the field in the media, and how I thought that the Jets needed a change at quarterback. And Robert Sala announced yesterday that Zach Wilson would be getting benched this week and instead of Joe Flacco, they've gone with Mike White who started a few games last year for the Jets and obviously we remember that famous win where he absolutely balled out and um, the Jets got an unlikely victory against the Bengals. So maybe he can do something like that again. But on the other side, Justin Fields dislocated his left shoulder in the Falcons game, something that we've only found out in the last 24 or so hours. it just makes the effort from him to finish that game and play it out all the more um, remarkable and all the more brave. So big shout out to Justin Fields, but dislocated left shoulder, even though it's not his strong shoulder, we know what Justin Fields wants to do and and that's to take off and use his legs. And he's not afraid to take the big hit, but with a dislocated left shoulder and, and some torn ligaments now in that area, how is that going to affect his game? If he does play, I think Trevor Simeon is their backup quarterback at the moment. So he may be in line to play and a Mike White versus Trevor Simeon game would be quite an interesting watch, Um, the battle of the backup quarterbacks. But I think regardless of who's playing quarterback for either team, the Jets win this game and it's on the back of their defence because we've seen what they've been able to do consistently over the last couple of months. Um, their defence was on fire against the Patriots and held them to three points, which was an unbelievable effort, really, and and something that the Jets' defence can really hang their hat on. And I think with this Bears' offence, we know what they want to do, but I think with Fields' injury, even if he does play, that rushing attack is going to be a lot more limited in what they can do uh, and it's going to affect the the flow that that offense has gained. So I expect the Jets' defense to have a bit of a day out in this one and I think they'll win the game. Beautiful. I like
0: it. I'm going the Jets as well. And Tate, I'd love you to answer this question before you give us the tip. If we are getting the battle of the backup quarterbacks, has our man panicked and dropped the ball when it comes to pick one?
2: Yeah, in terms of a pick one, this is probably as bleak as you're gonna you're gonna see. Um, but yeah, I, I I think there was a bit of a complication with his original pick one, which uh, we might leave out. But uh, this game was is... it complicated
0: or was he just wrong? I think we can answer that question. He was just incorrect. <laughs> well,
1: in, in fairness, in fairness, when. I did say that I'd replace this game, but I thought it would get bumped down to my last pick and the picks that I actually did make before it would get pushed up. So I thought my original second pick would go to my first pick and this would go down the bottom. But, um, yeah, he's stitched me up there.
0: Now I'm not copping that, Smith, But, Teed, who wins this game? Yeah, I think
2: it's the Jets. And this is the kind of game they have to win. I know this team has... Um, playoff hopes, and that they've shown that because instead of, you know, um, kind of backing off when Brees Hall went down with an injury, they, they were aggressive and signed James Robinson and looked to, to keep contending. They've got a winning record right now. These are the games they, they must win against the team that's struggling, um, the team they're better. I'm just interested to see how um, the team bounces back after all that's happened during the week. It's a lot of noise um, for an organisation that really has been relatively quiet um, you know, with stuff like that over the last few years. Obviously, not too much interest in the Jets lately, but there is a bit of interest and in, and now a lot of media on this um, sort of quarterback controversy kind of thing. And I'm excited to see how they bounce back from it. And it's the kind of thing, like I said in the last episode, that can kind of send your season down quickly. But, um, you know, it's all up to the Jets on how they handle it.
0: Yeah, spot on. I like it. And you've got the next game, mate, the aforementioned Bengals and Titans. This has got Ripper written all over it.
2: Well, yeah, it does. Um, both teams have got similar records. I think you know, it's both six and seven wins. Um, but I, I think both of these teams have tough finishes to the season as well. Um, and like I said at the top of the show, it is a big game with playoff implications for both teams. I know the Bengals right now that they're in the mix for the for the division crown. Um, but but looking more like a wild card spot at the moment, the Titans. Um, they're. You know they're on top of their division um they're looking pretty good but these are the kind of games that, that kind of define a team's season how they go against other con- contenders i guess you could say but the bengals are four and one from their last five games uh, and that's wins against the saints the falcons the panthers and the steelers and although they've put up big numbers on those teams they're yet to impress me with a, a quality win um, and I think this is what this game would be. It's a it's a team that's probably making the playoffs in the Titans, and it's on the road. So if they can come out and get a win here, that that's probably going to be the first time they would impress me this year. Um, I don't think you can go throughout a season um, and lose games like this and have a successful season. It really is one of their only chances. They've got. I mean, they've got a. a tough schedule at the back end with i think they got the chiefs and the bills and the bucks but this is their first chance against a good competition um for a while and i'm interested to see how they go um i'm still unsure on jamar chase's availability there's um talk that he might play there's talk that he won't joe burrow seems confident but uh you know it wouldn't surprise me if the bengals wanted to rest him they scored 32 points per game in their four games without him and that includes the stinker they had against the Browns with only scored 13 points or something like that. I think they're going to find ways to score points, whether he plays or not. I just don't think they're going to be putting up 32 points per game like they have in the last few. The Titans scoring defense is eighth in the NFL, allowing less than 20 points per game. So um, I think that's their best avenue towards a victory. Um, Although a lot's going to ride on their offense as well, as always is the case. I'm not breaking any news here, but you've got to score to win. Um, And the Titans are 24th in the league in scoring with less than 20 points per game. Uh, And they just—they do have one of the the worst passing attacks in the league in terms of passing yards. I know they're somewhat efficient passing the ball, but um, in terms of volume and yardage, they're not great. And it's quite obvious they're going to want to lean on Derrick Henry in the run game. Um, And I do like their chances to have some success there. But I just feel like the Bengals need this one a lot more. And it sounds silly to come out and say that they – well, a team needs a win when they're sitting six and four, but they've just, like I said, they've got to prove something in a game like this, and this is the perfect time to do it on the road. Um, I think if the Bengals, you know, if they're serious about this season, they'll come out and they'll put put you know a, a score on the Titans, and they'll um, they'll send a message to the league. And um, yeah, I think they'll win this game
0: beautiful. I like it. I'm going the Bengals as well. And Smithy, usually D&D stands for Dungeons and Dragons, but the only way the Titans are going to win this game is D&D and that's Derek and defence. Do you think they can get it done?
1: I think they can get it done. Um, I've been a Tennessee doubter for a lot of the season and for a lot of the season it's come back and bit me on the ass. So I am going to trust the Titans at home. Um, I just think that the run defence for the Bengals hasn't been great at the moment. Najee Harris had clearly his best game of the season last week against the Bengals and, and nearly got the Steelers over the line in the end. And I think Derek Henry is a bit of a different beast. Um, and the Titans' defence is really underrated. And, you know, if Jamar Chase does play, he'll, he won't be at 100%. Joe Mixon likely to be out. So their already poor rushing attack is, is going to be... Even worse off, even though Samarji P. Ryan was fantastic in the passing game, uh, his yards per carry don't look ideal. So I don't think the Bengals will have a run game to support the passing game and the pass rush of the Titans can get home and put Joe Burrow under enough pressure to get the job done, so I'll tip
0: Tennessee. I, I, I genuinely believe Smith's backing his preseason predictions more than a weekly one there because he doesn't want the Bengals in the playoffs for some reason, but... I'll tell you what I will give you credit for here, Smithy. And this is now we're not here to to make alpha moves. We just like having a chat about the NFL. But um, you've ripped the Cowboys game away from our man Bubbles, and that's that is an alpha move. That is a power move by yourself, and I respect it in the OBJ Cup.
1: Yeah, I was even a gentleman and didn't take it with pick one to give our man the chance, and he denied it. So. Um, I thought I'd take it away and and make it my own because I am genuinely looking forward to this game. Uh, I love what I saw from the Cowboys last week. It was the best performance by any team this season without a stretch of a doubt in my mind. Um, And to do it against an 8-1 Vikings team makes it all the more impressive. So they couldn't be going any better if we're judging them off last week. The Giants, they can't really catch a break. They're down to their third string left guard. They've got offensive line injuries. They only have about two healthy wide receivers on the roster as it stands. So they're in Struggle Street. It's going to be all Saquon Barkley. And if the Cowboys can do what they did to the Vikings' offense last week and and force them into obvious uh, passing down situations, uh, it's going to be a brutal day for Daniel Jones. I think it... You can't write off the Giants just because of what they've done this year, because it seems like they just pull out a really good performance when their backs are against the wall. When you don't expect them to play well, they come out and dominate. So I do think that this is going to be a good game. I do think it's going to be an entertaining game. I do think it is going to be a slightly close game for a lot of it. But I do think the Cowboys will pull away in the end and win comfortably enough as to what we expected, but to also give some credit to the Giants for their performance. I don't think this will be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Now, we use stats when we can on this show, and, of course, they're the NFL media's love child. Uh, I did read during the week that there has only been two teams that have won by over two touchdowns and then won the very next week. So for that reason and the fact that I think the Cowboys are still riding high after a terrific performance, the G-Men are going to cause an absolute upset. I'm looking forward to it immensely. I know that backing in Daniel Jones seems like it's got danger written all over it, but I'm backing in Brian Dable to uh, psychologically hurt the Cowboys here, and I'm actually going to go with the boys from G-Town Teed. That
2: makes me sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it really, like it just depends what teams show up. I think if, if both teams are showing up at their best, it, it you'd say the Cowboys win. But yeah. short week, um, you know, if the Giants could pull out some flaky turnovers or or anything like that. Um, I, I I don't care how much the Cowboys win this game by, they just have to win it. It doesn't matter if it's six to three or, or thirty to twenty eight or anything like that. I just want them to win. the they can't have a performance like last week, sandwiched in between you know, a, a loss to the Packers and then a loss to the Giants. I, I think if this Cowboys team is serious this year, they'll win this game. It doesn't matter by how much. Um, I'm just, you know, the Giants, you're right, Daz. It, it is, you, you could see them just coming out and upsetting the Cowboys the way that the NFL has worked this week with big favourites, and I think the Cowboys are a pretty big favourite in this game, but... Um, I, I just – I can't pick the Giants in this game because I'm a Cowboys fan, but also because of the way they looked last week as well.
0: Yeah, completely understand. And, look, when you're six tips behind the leader, you just need to find something somewhere to get ahead. But Giants for mine. And, uh, Teed, you've, um, you've backed up your Bengals-Titans with a, a – that was a cracker. And then you've backed it up with a game that I think has the potential – to be worst of the year. I'm not going to lie. This could be an absolute drab, given what we've seen of the bad of these teams. But even the the good of one of these teams is still hasn't seemed all that fantastic. So you're going to have to sell us on this a little bit. But you've gone Patriots-Vikings. Of course, Vikings wanting to bounce back, and Patriots want to stay in contact with the AFC East. Yeah, well, the um, the primetime game of
2: Thanksgiving, I think it's about 1230 30 in the afternoon down here in Australia. And I just, I was really intrigued by this matchup. I think it's a big game for both teams. And obviously for different reasons, the Vikings are out to prove they're a good team still. um, They had a bad loss and there's a lot of people acting like they aren't a good team anymore, which is rubbish. Um, They still are one of the best teams in the NFC and they're going to walk um, to a division title this year. And they're going to want to show that they are still one of the best teams in the NFC in this game. And the Patriots, on the other hand, they currently have the number six seed in the AFC. Um, and in my opinion, they they have been overachieving. But at this point of the season, they're in a position to contend for a playoff spot. Um, but like I said about the Bengals, they need to prove they can get a quality win. Uh, if you have a look at the wins that they've had, this season, the Steelers, the Lions, the Browns, the Colts and the Jets twice. So there's nothing there um, that gets you excited when we're looking at that good competition that they're beating. Um, and they've got a brutal remaining schedule. So I think if they get to the playoffs, there's not going to be any doubt um, in my mind that they deserve to be there. Now, they're certainly going to earn their spot if they can navigate their way through a tricky second half schedule. And it starts here in this game. They are on the road. And their offense is coming off a dreadful performance, um, and it didn't get talked about at all because they won the game, which is fair enough. Um, as I said, as I always say, that you just have to win the game sometimes. And although it was an ugly win, they won nonetheless, and now sitting six and four, I think. But they're not going to come close to winning this game if they play the way they did last week. Um, saw a, a good stat while looking at this game today. Seventeen appears to be the magic number for the Patriots. They're 6-0 when holding opponents to 17 points or less, and they're 0-4 when they allow more than 17 points. Uh, And I think that's a bit of an interesting stat to follow and see if that trend continues here. And if it is going to continue, I think it is a tough ask to keep the Vikings under 17 points, Um, especially you know they're going to want to bounce back at home. It's going to be in the same stadium that last week happened. Um, I, I just don't see... Anyway, I mean they're certainly not going to be kept to three points again, but um, keeping them to seventeen points is going to be tricky. Scoring hasn't been their issue this year, apart from their two losses. Um, obviously, not a great trend. Scored three points in one loss and seven in another. So, um, yeah, that that is an issue in their losses. But they're averaged just under twenty-eight points per game in their wins. So I think Minnesota bounce back here. I'm just a little bit concerned about this Patriots Patriots offense keeping up with the Vikings. I'm, I'm not too big on the Patriots offense, and they, they seem to be going okay, but just personnel-wise, I just don't see them keeping up um, and putting up enough points to contend with Minnesota here, even if it is only 24 points they need. I, I just I can't see them getting it.
0: Yeah I like it. Smithy there's just something about asking do we rely on the Patriots scoring or Kirk Cousins in primetime that just fills me with dread.
1: Yeah primetime Kirk Cousins is the only thing that's keeping me from saying Vikings by how much but they got embarrassed last week um, they played like a shell of the team that was eight and one and I think after, and I said this in the review, after all the close losses they had, they were due for just a blowout loss, uh, something to to sort of reset them and bring them back down to earth. And I think that's what that loss would have done, that home, and as Teed said, the Patriots really haven't beaten anyone this year. Um, Their offense looks anemic, and although their defense is really good, the Vikings offensive line is gonna bounce back after allowing seven sacks last week. That's that's not them. So I expect them to keep Kurt Cousin Kurt Cousins pretty clean. A big watch because the Patriots secondary has been really good at limiting wide receiver production, but Justin Jefferson was held to three catches for thirty-three yards last week and I'd be surprised if he goes anything under eighty yards in this game. I I'd nearly Lock him in for triple figure receiving yards, so I do think the tie, the Vikings win, and they they win fairly comfortably.
0: Bang, beautiful! I like it. I'm going Vikings as well. And uh, Smithy, you called it in our private chat the sneaky good game of the week, that being the Falcons and the Commanders.
1: Yeah, two fun teams, mate. Two really fun teams to watch, and I've watched the Falcons in full quite a few times this year, and. They are, they are fun to watch. They've got a, a, an exciting offence with Marcus Mariota scrambling around and a solid running game with young, unknown players stepping up and a, a good young receiver in Drake London who's doing good things. So it's an exciting offence. Uh, their defence seems to improve by the week. Um, they don't really have many big names on there, but they're starting to lay the foundations and, wow, well, the commanders have been really impressive over the last month and Taylor Heineke, we've said it on the show before, he's just a quarterback that you want to root for. You want him to succeed, and he is at the moment, which is great to see. Uh, they've got some studs offensively. Their three headed wide receiver duo is out now with Johan Dotson back from injury. So uh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Dotson together at wide receiver. Logan Thomas had his best game of the year last week. So They're getting amongst it offensively, but their defense is the key. It's what held them back last year. It's what Ron Rivera was hired at Washington to bring. And they're finally starting to get that identity. Jonathan Allen and De'Ron Payne were just menaces last week against the Texans. I think they had five or six sacks as a defensive line. So they're getting to the quarterback and they're bringing back Chase Young. So... A Pretty handy inclusion to bring in to what has already been a very productive defensive line. The Falcons have had some trouble in price protection this year, so I think the Commanders get a fair bit of pressure onto Mariota in this game, and I think they win. Bang, beautiful. I like hmm. it. Commanders for mine, Teed?
2: Yeah, I think I agree. The Commanders are playing really well um, as of late. They've, obviously, that they've had... You know, that big bunch of wins. And uh, I, I don't know how much of it is because of Taylor Heineke, but it, it just seems to coincide with him joining the team. And, and that is unfortunate for Carson Wentz, although he hasn't been um, impressive, I guess, for, for Washington. So that is kind of part of the reason why Heineke is getting his shot again with this team. But I think they are just better than the Falcons. Um, and I think the commanders can feel or feel like they have an actual shot at making the playoffs after a poorish start. Um, And once again, it's a a game they just, they must win. If you're the commanders, you're probably going to come up against a few better opponents throughout the rest of the year than the Falcons. So you just have to make sure you can take your wins against teams that you are better than, and I think they're better than the Falcons.
0: Beautiful. I like it. I think I've got to give Ron Rivera the, I don't know whether this is a real award, it needs to be, but the press conference moment of the week. Now, he had some competition with Robert Sala addressing the fact that Zach Wilson's career is not over and he is just the ultimate professional. And if the Jets let him go at some point in the next season and a half, they're ridiculous. But uh, Ron was asked, what does Taylor Heineke bring to the table they're not getting from Carson Wentz? And his simple response was, winning. I love that, honestly. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, uh, Teed, we go back to you, mate, because your Raiders, or your soft spot Raiders, are taking on the Seahawks and uh, Comeback Player of the Year, Geno.
2: Yeah, Comeback Player of the Year, Geno. Who would have thought? Um, these are the types of games I think Seattle must win. I just I just touched on it um, with Washington, but I think they Seattle have got to win these games if they're going to make the playoffs. They're in a good spot already. Um, but they're, they're coming off the bye here. They're coming up against an inferior opponent, and say what you will about the Raiders, but they have looked pretty poor um, throughout this season, and even last week, they didn't look great for majority of the game, and the Seahawks are at home, and we all know how good uh, the home field advantage is there in Seattle. Um, their offense has been surprisingly good, and I, I say surprisingly good. Um, you know, it, It's not surprising at the moment because of what we have seen this year. But if you'd have told me in the offseason that this Seahawks offense is going to be uh, one of the best in the league, statistically, I wouldn't have believed you. They love to run the ball. They're one of only five teams to average at least five yards per carry on the season. They don't throw it at a high volume, but they're efficient. They lead the league in completion percentage. And that's behind Geno Smith, who you said does come back player of the year. He's been great. Um, And I can't help but just imagine how he feels this season. Um, He started five games in the last seven seasons before this one. Everyone wrote him off, you know, like he said in week one when he had that uh, great quote, um, which would probably win quote of the year if that was an award. But, um, you know, he's not only out there proving to everyone uh, that he belongs in the NFL, but he's proving it to himself. And you just know that, you know, along the way, those last seven years, he had to have had doubts Um, you know, about his position in the league and his playing ability. But um, it's good to see him proving that to himself and who knows how long it's going to last. But you can't help but be happy for him um, the way he's playing this year. But back to the game, the Raiders, like I said, they've been abysmal. They won last week. Uh, They didn't look good for the majority of of that game. They just seem to be better than the Broncos, which isn't hard at the moment either. But this Raiders team has lost my trust. They've lost my faith. Um, last week was the first time this season their defence allowed under 20 points and that was against the worst scoring offence in the league and to be honest Jesus. um, the Broncos were unlucky to not score 20 after having 10 points from their first two possessions. Uh, I've got no doubt the Raiders are going to find ways to score. It hasn't been an issue for them this season. Um, they seem to score points in bunches Um, but I just think Seattle having the fifth Oh, the fifth best scoring offense in the league statistically. Um, like I said, I just can't trust the Raiders to, to limit points with their defense. That They're not going to keep them under 20. They might not even keep them under 30, and and that might be too much for the Raiders. So I'm going with Seattle at home.
0: Beautiful. I like it. I'm in the same boat. Uh, Seattle for mine with a, a degree of confidence that I'm not going to lie scares the shit out of me. Uh, T. Uh, Smithy, sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm tipping Seattle as well. Uh, coming off the bye, uh, I think their offense at home has been really good this season. And Des, as someone who acquired DK Metcalf in a certain fantasy team today, I think you should be looking forward to that because mm. uh, the Las Vegas cornerback play has been one of the worst in the NFL this year. And they are giving up big chunk plays and a lot of yards and quite a few touchdowns to opposition wide receivers. So. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett could be in for a day. Uh, Kenneth Walker was held really quiet in the game before the bye against the Buccaneers. So I expect him to bounce back. And yeah, this Raiders defense is just bad. I don't think there's any other way to, to word it. And for a team that has been a good offense for a vast majority of the year, I'm happy to trust them at home in this game.
0: Beautiful. I like it. You've got some momentum there. Smithy, take it into the Ravens and the Jags, please.
1: Yeah, my last drafted game, I believe. So looking forward to this one. The Ireland team, the Ravens have been doing me well this year. They are still the only team in the NFL to hold a double-digit lead in in the fourth quarter of every game this season. So even though they've lost three games, they've still been up double digits in the last quarter of those three He's games stat. it's quite an unbelievable feat really um to to be that consistently good that you're up double figures in the fourth quarter of every game uh it's really something their offense looked really clunky last week but i think and this is going to be rare so um just i hope you guys have socks on because it's going to knock your socks off but gonna give some credit to my I'm gonna give some credit to my panthers because their defense Holy last shit. Week, their defense last week against the Ravens was outstanding the way they yeah, the way they contained the run game of not only the running back room but also Lamar Jackson was outstanding and it really threw the the Ravens offense off uh, but Fortunately for Baltimore, they have a great defence and Carolina have a terrible offence, so they managed to scrape the game away. But I expect their offence to be in a better place this week against the Jags, who haven't been great at stopping the run in the last few weeks. I know that uh, at the start of the year, they were one of the better run defences, but that's sort of worn off, uh, if you will. The Jags are coming off the bye, so I'm interested to see how they go. The last game we saw them in was against the Chiefs and they performed very well there at Arrowhead against one of the best teams in the NFL. So I expect this to be a really good game, a close game, but I am going to tip the Ravens because at this point in the season, despite a few fourth quarter chokes, I don't really have much of a reason to tip against Baltimore. They just seem to, they seem to play well every week and, and put themselves in positions to win, and Against the Jacksonville team who have sort of thrown away games this year, Uh, I want to trust the team that will probably be up double digits in the fourth quarter at some stage.
0: Yeah, Ravens by how much for mine, even though the Jags are coming off the bye. Teed, I know you're a a Trevor Lawrence fanboy and you'll be hoping he does well. How do you see this one?
2: Yeah, I think the smart thing is just to pick against the Jaguars um, at this point of the year. Although they they are going to find a way to win a few games, and I think they'll enjoy maybe playing spoiler towards the back end of the year for some teams. Um, you know, I don't think I can pick them in any any real you know game moving forward unless they're playing the Texans anytime soon. I don't know <laughs> who they are. I think
0: cop that Houston, uh, but you're going to finish off the drafted games Teed, with a what could be a good game dependence on the fitness of a certain quarterback, but the Chargers and the Cardinals.
2: Yeah. And I think the Chargers really need this one. Um, they're too good to be five and six, which is what their record would be if they were to, to lose to the Cardinals here. And um, you know, it, it is a poor Cardinals team as of late. They've given up 34 points per game in their last three losses. I know there was a win against the Rams mixed in there. Um, and they did that with their backup quarterback as well, which was good to see. But, um, you know, in their losses, that they're giving up plenty of points. Kyler Murray, you know, I think he's expected to return. Um, and without diving into stats, it just feels like he's been underwhelming this year. Um, and maybe that's harsh, but it, just all the talk with him in the offseason and the contract extension, um, he seems to have fallen flat, which is fine. It's not a big deal or anything. But, um, you know, I expected a little more from Kyler this year. And, I understand he's injured right now, so you know, maybe he sorts himself out in the back end, but we'll see how that goes. And I do hate to sound like a broken record, but LA are the Chargers, they're another team um, that, that really doesn't have many big wins or, or any big wins at all. Really, they've won five games, and, and that's against the Raiders, the Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Falcons. And none of those teams are sniffing yeah, the playoffs, no
0: yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And that's why I, I thought last week was such a big game. Because you can't keep playing teams like the Chiefs, um, you know, and losing. They've lost to the Chiefs twice. I know the Chiefs are the cream of the crop in the AFC. But eventually, you know, if you're a good team, you've got to beat other good teams. um, And it's something the Chargers haven't done this year yet. Um, You know, they're not going to, you know, if they come out and beat the Cardinals, all of a sudden that doesn't, you know, Give them a good win, I guess, but um, it it just, if they lose this game, I think, like the Raiders, I I think I'll lose all faith with this team moving forward. Um, But I do have incredible confidence in their ability to put up a big score on this Cardinals team. And we all know when I'm confident, it's usually bad news. um, And the locks are a good example for that. Um, but I think if the Cardinals are going to have a shot in this game, they're going to have to nearly score 30 points. That's something they've done only once this year. And I think they're certainly capable um, against this Chargers defense, especially if Colin Murray comes back. Um, you know, the Chargers defense has been very inconsistent this year. And, you know, you can use injuries as, as an excuse, but, um, you know, they still have been inconsistent but they have managed to force a turnover in seven straight games, which is pretty good. And, and I think that might be the difference here if they can get a turnover of the Cardinals because you just can't give Justin Herbert an extra possession when the offense is, is humming like that, like I expect them to be. Um, and so I think the Chargers will put up a big number on the Cardinals here. It's just going to depend um, on how much the Cardinals can score as to how much the Chargers win by, but I think um, the Chargers win this one fairly easily, to be honest.
0: I tell you what, I'm looking forward to Smithy. The fact that you've only got to give us three certs this week because you're going to cert against the team that Teed locks and he's confident in the Chargers. So the Cardinals plus whatever they are, I think your job's just being made more simple by the uh, by the minute.
1: Yeah, and you know what's funny, I did my tips before we started, and I tipped Arizona. So Jesus. Uh, yeah, my my tip is feeling better by the second. But (laughs) I think this goes to the fact that the Chargers haven't beaten anyone this year. And I have absolutely no faith in Brandon Staley as a coach. And I think this could be the sort of season-ending loss that could really hurt Brandon Staley's coaching chances here in LA. And Murray is going to be back. I, I think the Cardinals just played poorly last week against San Francisco. But I expect them to have a bounce back at home. We know that Arizona is not an easy place to play. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been on fire. Marquise Brown's probably going to be back. So this offense is going to look like the offense at the start of the year that was putting up points and, and challenging some pretty good teams. So, yeah, I'm going to pick a roughie here and take the Cardinals.
0: Beautiful. I like it. And if Brendan Staley does lose his job, I'm looking forward to you two playing a lot of Madden together, Smithy. That'll be fantastic to watch, but I'm going the charges in this one. I agree with Teed, which scares me, but he is winning the tipping, our man, as long as he doesn't lock the charges, I should be in pretty good shape. Um, I just seem, I just think purely and simply if they lose the charges, I think the consequences are just too vast. We do need to ask questions of Justin Herbert and no one loves him more than me, not in Australia anyway. It just needs, I think the questions do need to be asked. Yes, injuries are a factor. I know that. And yes, there are other quarterbacks with better weaponry, but sometimes you just got to find a way. Like Teed says, it's his favorite NFL saying. Sometimes you just got to be ahead when the time runs out and the questions can be averted for a bit. Let's go to quick fire. And Teed, I'll start with you. Uh, Lions, Bills.
2: Lions, Bills, I think the Lions, or oh, sorry, not the Lions, I think the Bills will put an absolute oh, number Jesus. on the lines here oh. early on Thanksgiving. I, I think the Bills will pass. <laughs> sorry to scare you boys, but yeah, I, I think the, the Bills will um, chair. I think the Bills will put on a big number on the lines here. I think Josh Allen will have his best game for a while and um, the Bills will be looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner, to be honest.
0: Smithy, to be fair, Jared Goff decided to actually figure out how to play football on the road, and considering I'm not sure he can do two things at once, I think he'll forget how to play at home. Bills for me.
1: Yeah, I'm tipping the Bills as well, but I I think that the Lions will keep this close. It hasn't been has been fun going to Thanksgiving football in Detroit for Lions fans for quite a long time, but I think they've got the best version of the Lions we've seen in quite a few years, and... They're going to put up some points at home against the Bills, but the Bills will just put up a few more. I've
2: just and picked considering... the Bills by 37 in our, in our tipping.
1: So. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Take with that That one, is a can... number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, considering I – I'll tell you what, Teed. I know that I told you to take Josh Allen in the TDs last week and that didn't work for you. But I, as a part of the trade package that Smithy talked about earlier, I no longer have DeAndre Swift. So he's a guaranteed three touchdowns this week. So just get on him for the running back. It's going to be extraordinary. He's either going to get injured four minutes in, or he's going to do all of the line scoring. There's no in-between bills for me. Uh, Browns, Bucks, Smithy. which you, uh, you you did think that this was Deshaun's return, but uh, that, that might have been incorrect. And uh, I think we could have a pretty decent game on here, to be honest. Sneaky good, I'll call it.
1: Yeah, I forgot the Browns had a bye. Um, so I, I was counting this as the eleventh game miss, but uh yeah, so Jacoby Brissett will make his last start for the Browns. I think the Bucks showed some good signs before the bye, and you know, with the week off for Tom Brady, he might come out, rejuvenise and put up a big score against this Browns defence. that so there's been serious struggling of late. So I'm gonna tip the Bucks.
0: Yeah, bucks for me, but I reckon this is a field goal in it for mine, uh, Teed.
2: Yeah, I I think so too. Um, Jacoby oh, Brissett, <laughs> Jacoby <laughs> Brissett, like Smithy said, his last start. I, I think he's got a lot on the line um, in this game. I think if he can prove for one more game that he can hang uh, with a team like the Bucks, he, he might you know find himself in a good position come next year, um, and maybe it's the best thing for him if he can, he can play good in, in what will essentially be his last game, and then he can kind of not worry about having to, to play any stinkers or anything in the back end. So it might be good for him, and it might be in his best interest to have maybe one of his better games of the year. But um, I just can't pick the Browns after picking them last week, although they did play a lot better than I thought they would. But I'm going to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks.
0: Jacoby Brissett, fully firming, is the favourite to be the new starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts next year, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, Again, revolving door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Dolphins and the Texans. You know what? I'll go first here. This is going to be arrogant. I don't care. Dolphins by how much? For me? Smithy?
1: Yeah. I had the exact same answer. That They are going to do naughty things to Houston. do you have a number is it 37
0: again uh
2: i won't i won't go 37 that's a that's a high number only um a team like the bills can win by 37 but um (laughs) i i think yeah you're right i think the dolphins compile on the points Uh, texans clearly the worst team in the nfl um it doesn't matter how much the dolphins win by they're going to win it just doesn't matter
0: uh, Smithy, we've just had our moment of the show. Only the Bills can win by 37. Teed's own fucking team won by 37 yeah. last
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> Only three oh. days
0: ago. <laughs> yeah. The short Jeez. memory by a Week's a long
2: time in football, boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teed, Panthers, Broncos. I mean, I mean, who's getting up to watch this? Seriously. I love you, Smith. But Teed, no neutrals watching this.
2: No, I wouldn't think so, um, and I do feel for Smithy having to sit through this, and and it will be a good game. I think the Panthers' defense. Oh, a good game. I mean, a close game. Um, <laughs> definitely not a good game. I think. Uh, I think this He's will a fucking be. Man now. Oh, man. This will be the. Opposite of a good game. I was going to say whatever the opposite of a good game is, but that would be a bad game. I, I assume.
0: <laughs> Are you having a stroke?
2: But um, uh, yeah, I, I think I can't pick the Panthers just because they they do have an incentive to to lose this game. So I'm going to pick the Broncos here and, and just hope the Panthers go full tank. But um, yeah, this either team could win this game by whatever margin. But being the Broncos
0: <laughs> no.
2: in a
1: bad game in a bad game—that game. has, has got to be the worst three minutes of podcasting I've ever heard. <laughs> and I mean
0: none of that makes sense.
1: <laughs> this is the real. Uh, this is the real distinct quality that we missed while he was gone.
0: Yeah, this is a man who has had a break.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me it reminds me of the end of Billy Madison. Nothing you said could even be considered yeah. as as We award you no points, T, and have may God have mercy on your soul. I'll tell you what though, Smithy, no one's giving a better preview than that, I don't think, around the world.
1: Yeah, no, that that's that's why you come to NFL Down under, because that, that's that's what you get. um come on, we've already spent you... way too much time on this game. Uh, yeah, I'll tell, I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. We have have we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to get. If if the fans are getting some elite analysis from you, ti I'm going to get Sam Darnold versus Russell Wilson at five o'clock on Monday morning. So, um, I think I'm worse off than the fans. Surprisingly, yeah, this could be the worst offensive game of all time. Um, Broncos six to three.
0: Nah, three two. Someone gets a safety. Nah, and two nothing. Be- Only one two team nothing. scores, and it is a safety.
2: <laughs> In a good game. <laughs>
0: In a very good game. Very good game because it's a close game. Uh, Smithy, please help us rebound. And you're not doing it in a fantastic way, but the Chiefs and the Rams?
1: Yeah, Chiefs by
0: put in number
1: the- and times it by five. Literally, <laughs> this this could be 45-0 with Bryce Perkins starting for the Rams. Um, yeah, Chiefs will win by a lot. That's it. I'll-
0: I feel like the TDs TDs is actually kind of easy this week, and that's what scares me. And I hope it scares you, Teed. But are you, Chiefs, surely, Teed, you're you're a good man, but you're not doing something this stupid, are you?
2: No, I'm not. I um, I'm completely off the Rams. I'm certainly not picking them against the team um, that is playing the best in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, so Chiefs, easy, like Smithy said.
0: I like it, and you can keep going, Teed. Hopefully, you can back up a little bit better. But you got the Niners and the Saints.
2: Yeah, this will be a little better than Panthers-Broncos. Still not willing to call it a good game, um, but I love what I've seen from the 49ers lately. Um, I don't see them losing this game.
0: No, I don't see them losing this either, Smithy.
1: Yeah, 49ers by a fair bit, I think. The Saints, I think they're quite up and down. On their day, they can be really good, but this 49ers offense is just something different, Um, so they'll win this one.
0: I'll um, I'll get your reaction to this before the game, Smithy. I think if there is an underdog, the most likely to upset. I don't know why I've got a feeling about the Packers. I just can't tip them against the Eagles, though. So Eagles for mine in the Eagles-Packers game yourself.
1: Yeah, um, I like the Eagles in this one as well. But... Yeah, I don't I just can't trust the Packers anymore. I've I've put my trust in them too many times and they've just let me down and it's disappointing. But the Eagles were nowhere near comprehensive last week against the Colts. I think they turned that around against the Packers defense that has been unbelievably underwhelming this season and are missing some of their best players. So give me the Eagles. I like it, T.
2: I'm, I'm with you, Daz, I think. Um, no matter what happens with the Packers the rest of the year, just because they've got Aaron Rodgers, it, it feels like it wouldn't shock me if they win any game for the rest of the year. I think um, if the Eagles are going to crumble, it will be over the next couple of weeks because they do have the Packers and then the Titans. Uh, but they do get both those games at home, and I think they are clearly the two toughest games left on their schedule if you take out the Cowboys game a little later on. Um, and so I think the Eagles win here, um, home field advantage certainly helps. But, um, as you said, I wouldn't count out the Packers, but that is only because, uh, they've got Aaron Rodgers. I haven't seen anything from this Packers team. That would...
0: Yeah. That suggests otherwise I'm with you and Colt Steelers to finish us off teed in terms of the games. Oh, he oh might've gone now, man. Oh, no, or is he? we'll see. Or is he on mute. Uh, no, I think he's back. T I'm um,
2: back. He just cut he's out. Here. Sorry.
0: No, you're all right, mate. Go for it, Colts Steelers.
2: Oh, they're already okay. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: yeah, last game, man. Yeah.
2: Jeez, and, and I, yeah, I won't. Um, can't use the not listening excuse because it just the content wasn't available. It would seem, but I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts at home. I think the Steelers struggling. Although coming off 30 points last week, like I said, if they score 30 points, I would assume they would have won. Uh, they didn't, um, and so I don't think they're going to win um, unless they can score 40 points, and I don't think they will.
0: You know what? I'm backing in the Steelers in this game. I need to get make-up a couple of tips, but the only reason is is that I'm I'm, I'm sick of the Colts. So I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, they're the noisiest, irrelevant team in the league, and I'm not standing in solidarity with them. So stuff them. Steelers for me. Smid.
1: I'm going the Colts. I just think they're going to lean on the running game and um, they're going to put up just enough points. And you've got to remember that they were playing a very good Eagles team last week and probably should have won uh, when you look back at it. So that, that form's good and I guess I'll trust them.
0: All righty. Let's get to the locks. I'm nine and two and I've got pick three. If you want to know where about we're at with this system,
1: uh, Smithy, you're currently
0: sitting seven. Yeah, of currently the locks. Sitting, absolutely, Smithy, you're sitting seven and four at the moment, and uh, you've got pick one.
1: The Vikings of the locks. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I am going to lock. I can't even remember who I lock. That's how important it is. I can tell you if you want. Yeah, yeah. Who do I lock? The Jets. Ah yes, the Jets. J E T S oh, the defense is gonna stand up. That's how confident I am in this pick that I completely yeah. got pick Your up. two pick <laughs> so... ones
0: tonight have been shit outs They've, both been, yeah.
1: the yeah, they've <laughs> both been the Jets. Yeah, they've both been the Jets, yeah. So no, I think I think the Jets defense stands up in this game and Yeah, as I said, if Justin Fields is the quarterback, he's going to be limited in his running ability with that shoulder injury. So I don't think this Bears' defense is going to be anywhere near as good as what they have been.
0: I like it. T. you've got pick two sitting at a very comfortable and a very nice four and seven.
1: Yep.
2: well, um, what is there, six or seven games left? So I've still got a chance to finish over 500. Um, and I think I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make the charge starting this week. Unfortunately for Smithy, he has picked the Cardinals in this game, but there's just no chance they beat the Chargers, especially after I oh, lock the Chargers up. Chargers walk to a victory. And Smithy, I know that you've tipped the Cardinals, but I would take a page out of my book and I would be... Uh... Hang on, I've, I forgot what I've
1: said.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening?
1: Dad, give us your da- lock so we can get out of here. Yeah, no, okay. That, that He's makes still
0: so much got more his whole segment head. to come. That <laughs> made so
2: much more sense in my head, but um turns out it doesn't make sense. <laughs>
0: What the fuck is this? <laughs> and, and goodbye to anyone that's given us a chance for the first time. You've locked the charges, Teed. I'm going the Ravens. Um, oh, actually, I didn't. I flipped, didn't I? I went, yeah, good away, fucking gone. Uh, I'm actually going to lock a four seed at the moment. I'm going to lock the Commanders. Um, given Lamar's health, he's still undecided. At this stage, it would seem I'm going to take the Commanders to get the job done over the Falcons. I watched uh, Marcus Mariota. Have a genuine meltdown, Teed style. Only a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not trusting him at all, Smithy. The best of us, you, you, <laughs> and and yourself, Teed, which is excellent. But uh, Smithy, you've got your certs, my friend. I hope you've got some sort of research prepared. What have you got for us?
1: Uh, I just want to say quickly before I do this. Uh, this didn't happen when Teed was away, Daz. you do realize that? What's that? Th- this this stuff didn't happen when Teed was away from the show.
0: No, we were clinical, efficient. Yeah, We were on the money. Yeah. It was spectacular.
1: Yeah, yeah. The so, numbers? Yeah. Oh, the
0: numbers were exemplary.
1: So, yeah, it's definitely a trend with our man, but we love him for <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to go directly against Teed, and I think that's a pretty good strategy. So the Detroit Lions plus nine and a half. Well, I don't think they're going to win the game. I do think they're going to keep it under a touchdown and play some frisky offensive football at home. Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half. I uh, expect them to bounce back against the Patriots, like the Cowboys bounced back against them last week, and put up a pretty good offensive performance and get the chocolates there at home on Thanksgiving. I am going to pick the Arizona Cardinals plus three, go directly against Teed. Um, you can see a pattern here. It's becoming you know, a theme here. And yeah. There's something, there's something about it, and I like it. I'm, I have confidence in this. One uh, of us is having Ken- a
2: shit week, I'll tell you
1: that, much. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Kansas City, minus 15 and a half. Probably the biggest line I've Jesus. ever included in Smithy, the
0: biggest, The biggest line for the year has gone one in 10 so far. What That's- are you doing?
1: Have you watched the LA Rams lately with Matt Stafford? I have.
0: I've tipped them. They've been I'm bad. They've the been
1: week. bad. Matt Stafford isn't even there this week. You didn't. You hadn't even heard of the Rams starting quarterback until I told you today. i literal response he's
0: a Madden AI player. I don't actually yeah, think he's your, a real man. <laughs>
1: your literal response was, who? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take care of them fairly comfortably and and, and do you your own research, but
2: I, I don't think uh, the biggest line has ever gone 1-12, and 12 does So, um,
1: you know, yes. if it's never happened before, probably never going to happen. I hate to say this, but well said, Teed. Uh, the, the last pick for me is going to be Seattle minus 3.5 at home over the Raiders. Uh, they play good offensive football at home. And the Raiders defensively have stunk it up this year. So there's my five games.
0: Uh, Ted, I'm not going to lie to you. I still have no idea what you meant by what you said, but we're going to move on because you've got your own segment and this could legitimately go anywhere. So fill us in. Who have you got for TDs? TDs.
2: This might be the week we go five for five because um, <laughs> I it. it's either that or I'm going to have all my tips and locks wrong. But um, we'll start at quarterback. <laughs> I'll, I'll back with... that in, to be
0: honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's more likely? Um, we'll go with Daniel Jones. I, I just think. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> with, <laughs> I just think
2: with the um the the offensive line issues, Daniel Jones, when he drops back, he's going to be probably scrambling around a lot. I think, um you know, the Cowboys do struggle against the run. So they're going to be giving up rushing touchdowns. Uh, it's just going to depend on if, it, if it's going to be Saquon or Daniel Jones. At running back, I'll go Christian McCaffrey. I think he's gone two weeks in a row without scoring. Not often would he go three in a row. Um, he can get it done both ways. So, I'm happy with Christian oh, McCaffrey Kenny. there.
0: Hello.
2: Yes, hey, yes. Um, no wonder they didn't
0: want him any in Carolina anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, at wide receiver. Speaking of Carolina, I did have DJ Moore here, oh. um, just because I did like the connection with him and Donald last year. But um, I've had to take that away considering they're playing the Broncos, and uh, I, I don't know if they'll even score a touchdown or a touchdown will be scored in that game, which um, <laughs> will be very good, like I said. But I'm, I've switched it up to DK Metcalf. I do like the matchup um, you know with him against the Raiders. I, I, I like him to score a touchdown in that game. Tight end. I don't know how many times I've picked this guy. Um, yeah, It might be the last time if he doesn't come through, but it's TJ Hawkinson for the Vikings. Still hasn't scored a touchdown for the Vikings, um, although – been getting plenty involved over the last three games. I think he's had nearly nine targets in all three or something like that. But um, I think he'll break the duck tomorrow in prime time and defense slash special teams. I've gone with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think, um, you know, Monday night football, Tuesday over here in prime time, who knows how much offense we're going to see in that game, but both teams have got pretty good defenses Um, And I I thought one of them would score. And since I picked the Colts, uh, I'll pick their defence to score as well.
0: There we go. Smithy, finish us off, mate. This was 45 minutes of our best, followed by 12 minutes of arguably our worst. So send us off.
1: Yeah, uh, let's just call that a roller coaster. But we had a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it and had a bit of a laugh along with us. Good luck for your team in week 12, unless you're a fan of the Denver Broncos, of course. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone.